Today is Friday, July 28th. The title for our devotional is Power and Presence. Today, as we wrap our week on the spiritual discipline of private worship, let's focus our attention on a few of the results of private worship. Two of the great results, there are many, that come from cultivating a life of private worship can be summed up in the words power and presence. First of all, in private worship, we find the power for life change. Private worship, we recognize our fallenness. We repent of our sin and we find grace, forgiveness, and acceptance from God. How can we not see this when we are worshiping the holy, great, transcendent, awesome, one and only God? Let's return to Romans 12 once more and the offering of our bodies as a living sacrifice in an act of worship. This leads to a transformed mind and knowledge of the will of God, Paul says. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. This transformation that Paul is describing here is a work of the Holy Spirit that comes from contemplating the Lord's glory, as he says in 2 Corinthians 3.18, And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. In Galatians 5.22, Paul famously lists the fruit of the Spirit. These are character traits that the Spirit produces in the believer. How are we to grow in the fruit of the Spirit if we don't commune with the Spirit of God? Again, let's return to the words of Warren Wiersbe in his book Real Worship that we saw last week. He writes, You and I personally and the church collectively are desperately in need of transformation. We are weary of business as usual. We need and want a transforming experience from the Lord, the kind of spiritual visitation that will help heal our broken homes and our split churches, that will strip away our religious veneer and get us back to reality, that will restore true spiritual values and replace the cheap counterfeits that we've been foisting on ourselves and the lost world. That will most of all bring such glory to God that the world will sit up and take notice and confess that God is truly among you. After experiencing the life transformation that comes through genuine worship, he goes on later and writes, Not only has God become more real and the Bible more exciting, but all the things God wants me to do have become joyfully more natural. Praying, witnessing, loving the brethren, especially those who disagree with me giving, ministering, helping others bear their burdens, handling interruptions, caring for my body, and worshiping with God's people. To be sure, I still fail and often have my share of struggles, but the new emphasis on worship has begun to take the strain out of the Christian life. Again, that is my prayer for us in this campaign, that as we worship, as we emphasize worship, the Christian life will not feel like a burden, but it will feel like a joy. And the practices of the Christian life we will long for, we will desire, that these practices will not become objects of worship themselves, that they will be in their proper place as vehicles leading us to worship of the one true God. Apart from the power for transformation, we also find the presence of God in private worship. Sometimes this presence convicts us and challenges us to better follow the way of Jesus. Sometimes it comforts us when we're going through a time of suffering and pain. Sometimes it encourages us when we're frustrated or down. Sometimes it gives us hope when we see no good outcomes. Sometimes it just sits with us like a good friend. Being in the presence of God does a lot of things for us, but sometimes just being in his presence is all we need. 
As a pastor, I've often walked into difficult situations where there are no solutions. There are no words of comfort that will make the pain go away. In those instances, the only gift that I can bring is the comfort of my presence and hopefully point them to experience what they truly need, that is the comfort in the presence of God. But I can't do that for them. In any case, my point is that sometimes the presence of God is all we need. And this presence is invaluable. My prayer for us is that we would pray the prayer of the psalmist in Psalm 42, 1-2, where he says, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Reflection time today. Make Psalm 42 your prayer. Desiring the presence of God. Also reflect on how the presence of God has transformed your life. Reflect on how private worship helps you to put the disciplines and the duties of the Christian life in their proper place. How they become vehicles to bring you to genuine worship, not objects of worship themselves. They become joyful opportunities to commune with God rather than rote, religious, guilt-ridden exercises. May you experience the joy of communing with God in your private worship today.